Hey. What's up, what's up? It's your girls. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And this is the podcast. I totally relate. So, I guess that kind of lightly brings us into the topic of what we're talking about today. (laughs) Friends and hard times, I guess. Is that how you would classify it? Yeah. Having friends and hard times? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have a very unique situation we find ourselves in here. So welcome back to the pod, everybody. I'm Carissa. (laughs) Yo, it's Shelves. And then we also have... Taryn, hey. (laughs) Taryn's at the ITR studios with us today. Woo, woo, chugga, chugga. <laughs> and, and we just wanted to like share a little bit of insight about friendship and the role it plays in difficult times and like how to navigate. Like, I don't know, like, I guess how we've particularly navigated this. So first of all, oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. You, you've got to give the background because um, it's like a very unique situation. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, okay. for sure. You got to give them the whole... Okay. You got to paint the photo. Okay. Do I go back to SAL? Sure. What better place to start? I mean, that's where we start, <laughs> right? So I meet Annie and Taryn um, in a self-help group that we would have called Essanon. Yeah. Uh, it, very similar to Al-Anon. Mm-hmm. It is a support group for people who have loved ones who have addictions and so all of our ex-husbands meaning Annie's ex-husband Taryn's ex-husband mine all share the same addiction and so we knew very intimate details about each other's lives like the most traumatic experiences we've gone through way before I even knew her last name Mm. any of their last (laughs) names like any but I I couldn't tell you about I don't know well, it wasn't very long ago. We're like, wait a second. What's your favorite color? Yeah. Like, yeah. we like just recently <laughs> discovered each other's favorite colors and like that kind of stuff. Went and right then, for the trauma bond. Right yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and so um, within, so let's see. I, Annie and Taryn knew each other previously. Mm-hmm. And then I met them probably about, is it five years ago? Yeah. And then became very close um in 2020 when the pandemic hit and we couldn't go to these support groups anymore because we couldn't meet in person so we were on like this marco polo group of all of these women and i think and we had like a couple of get-togethers outdoors it was safe we were safe in six feet apart it's fine yeah we did like a couple hangouts with a big group of ladies and i think we just like all naturally kind of connected mm-hmm. um we were we are in utah county and we like i was exmo annie was on her way out the door and you had questions about it oh yeah so like there were things that like we could just say that like oh i think i know what she means mm-hmm. that maybe not everybody did yeah so we just became really close the three of us uh let's see when i met annie she was already divorced from her ex-husband yes yeah but you knew her going through the divorce. Yeah. And so Annie had been divorced, but you and I were still working Heavily on it. married. <laughs> <laughs> you and I were 
both giving it. it another honest go. <laughs> <laughs> the only one of us had to be honest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> But anyway, so we were working on it with our spouses and then I I was, I finally decided to separate, you know, almost two years ago and then within the last year, what was it, March 2021, you divorced? No, no, no. Um, April. We no. separated in January. I, I declared divorce okay. in January. That's right. um, but it wasn't finalized until May. May mm-hmm. of 2021. 2022. Yeah. So in May, <laughs> your divorce is finalized. Yeah. And then in September, my divorce is finalized. So now with that out of the way, I mean, can we just talk about some other things that kind of have in common yeah. too? Like, okay, so like we share the same birthday. Mm-hmm. And I think we're similar in the Enneagrams. I think we're our own numbers with the wing of each other. Yes. I mean, now we know we have the same favorite color. (laughs) All these years later. Turns out all of our appliances are the same color. (laughs) Your frother, by the way, is so cute. And never not show me those things. Okay. And also, I'd like to try it out. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. It was so cute. I want a frother. You should get one. I'm going to get one. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. So Taryn moves out. She moves into like this cute little townhouse area. I was able to walk through some before they were like done being built. And like, I just was, I just thought that would be like the coolest thing if I lived next to Taryn. (laughs) It was kind of like a pipe dream, huh? We were like, oh, wouldn't that be so cool? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I started visioning it, envisioning it. Yeah. And it was on my vision board from last year. Like I knew I was going to have this place and it was going to be right by Taryn. And so now we're neighbors. So we are both recently divorced. Um, we're both Exmo and we're neighbors now. And so we have found each other about the same path in life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and now we're going through like adult woman things together (laughs) yeah Yeah. divorced adult woman things yeah yeah so (laughs) it's been extremely helpful to have somebody who can literally relate to you about almost every goddamn thing (laughs) (laughs) so true oh that's right so we're both going to school oh yeah Yeah. um both in like the psychology Mm -hmm. major Mm -hmm. We both want the same job. We both want to have the same boss. <laughs> it's you, Annie. <laughs> That's cute. I love that. We both drive Toyotas. We both we both got new cars. And they're the same color. That's true. We, we look pretty hot rolling around town. <laughs> <laughs> We're both dating. Let's be honest. That's like the kind of the funny part about all of this and I know you're going to say I'm more actively dating than you are but (laughs) I mean you're dabbling I'm I'm dabbling you could say I'm dabbling and also (laughs) dibble dabble you're in like relationship you're in you're in a situationship which is basically what dating leads to yeah why don't we call it that yeah it's a situationship yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm 
Okay, you want to know what I would love to? I would love to dip into that question. Okay, so before we hit record, Shelby asked this question, which led to another question, which led to an interesting <laughs> point that we never got to because we were like, whoa, we need to record this. Okay, so oh, yeah. originally, I'm not sure what you asked, but how I perceived it was, yeah. you had made the statement like, okay, listen, I'm not a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm not divorced. Like, mm-hmm. there's all these things you guys have in common, and it's interesting that I'm seeing that you have all these things in common. Mm-hmm. What does that, what correlation does that have to do with dating? Right. Like, why does it feel like you guys are chasing dating so much? Or, or I, I perceived it as like, why are you dating so much? Not in a bad way, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but I mean, she had a valid point. So I was like, yeah, I, there could be somewhat of um, an obsession going on here. And so, like, what might that be? Like, I got really inquisitive of what that could mean. And so I said, oh, I don't know. I don't know why we do. And then you rephrase the question. How did you rephrase the question? Isn't it kind of obvious that, like, the. Oh. Because wasn't my question like, wait, you really don't believe that you won't date? Oh, yes. Was that, is that, is that like what you're going to? Like yes. that, that's what it kind of came to? Yes, yes, yes. Because Taryn and it was I, like a lot of questions that yeah. happened. I'm sorry. We, yeah. we both at some point this afternoon have disclosed the fact that we, neither of us, believe that we will be happily married again. For different reasons, mm-hmm. we both think that we both have a, a fear maybe maybe we don't think this but maybe it's a fear that sometimes comes up that mm-hmm. we will actually not find another mate yeah and um and so or so, a healthy one a healthy one yeah yeah so i i don't necessarily believe that there are enough of them out there to have one line up with me <laughs> <laughs> You know what that made me think of? What? <laughs> that Instagram thing where it's like this news reporter and he's like, here behind us is this pond full of fish. As you can see, they're all dead. <laughs> like, that's the dating pool. <laughs> sure, yes. there's fish, but they're all dead. <laughs> yes. Dead. So I don't think it's possible. And if it is possible, well, it's difficult for it to be possible for me because I'm difficult to love. Remember, I... Yes. Right. So I'm scared that I'm unlovable and I think it's really hard to love me. Right. And listen, I've done a lot of work on this, okay? I dated myself for like a year and a half while I was still married. And I learned, like it was in that relationship that I actually discovered like, oh my God, it feels so good to be loved by me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love the way it feels when I take good care of me. I take good care of the people I love. Right. And so I've learned that, yes. But I wonder, I mean, I wonder, do those ever, do those stories ever really go away or do they just get less quiet or affect maybe less buckets in your life? Because I feel like I still do, even though I know it feels good to be loved by me, I still think it is hard to love me. Do, so, do those stories ever yeah, go away? So like if someone, um, if someone can break through all the, really hard unlovable things about you you'll take really good care of them yes yeah i think so so you believe that you'll take really good care of them but that doesn't necessarily mean that you believe that you're lovable yeah well i'm sensing that you don't feel shiny enough 
to be sought after. Ooh. Like, rather Ooh, I than... I do not like that, ma'am. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that there is something about... Well, because... It... Because you would love somebody, you just yes. fear that you're not... Yeah. I'm too much. Do you think that you're too much or do you think that you're not enough? Well, I think it's really tricky because I believe <laughs> both. <laughs> and so it can be confusing. Trick question. Yes. <laughs> I, I believe that there is a right amount and I am not that. <laughs> <laughs> She's on both sides, but definitely uh, not in the middle. Not in the middle. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's either up or down, but she's neither near or there. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do do people think both things? That you are not enough and that you are too much? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think both things. Yeah. I think I do too. So that has to be true. Yeah. It's, it's situational. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... I think it depends on how we view ourselves in whatever relationship. Mm-hmm. Like f- for me, as a mom, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. In a romantic relationship, I'm I'm too much. Yes. Okay. Mm. Same. Okay. So I think it depends on your role. Like mm-hmm. we all have different roles in different areas. True. And, and um, I think in friendships, I'm too much. Mm. Really? Yeah. I think in familial relationships i'm not enough Mm. so i really think it just depends on what role we're looking at yeah um but i think we feel both i think we can feel too much and not enough it just depends on in what role yeah that was that was really interesting to kind of be walked through that because i'm not sure i've ever done that Mm. but i so feel that in friendships, feeling too much, but in familial, not being enough. Yes. That's interesting to me because I feel like in friendships, like you're wanting something, like the memories and the closeness and the comfort of friendship. And we think that will be too much. But I found it interesting that you said with familial, like not enough because... I don't know. It just is like, do we ever feel like we belong? Mm. You know? Mm. uh, Yeah, that just hit me different. But I totally feel that way. Like, I don't know if I've ever separated it like that. But you broke that down so beautifully. Like, I'm like, oh, I actually think I feel the exact same way in those scenarios. Like in the same roles? In the same roles. Like in friendships feeling too much and families not being enough. Um... I feel too much in work roles, but like not enough in intimate roles. Like um, Mm. too opinionated or, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. But like in my relationship with Justin, I'm like, I'll never be good enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Okay. Tell me what you think about the idea of like giving and taking. Oh, that's totally like, a thing. If if I'm in a if I'm in a situation where I am more set up to be the the giving, mm-hmm. that's when I tend to not feel good enough. Mm. But if I'm in a situation where 
I'm supposed to be like taking, I I feel too much. So like with friendships, you know, it's like yeah. I'm friends with you because you obviously do things. You're supposed to offer up some sort of self care. <laughs> yeah, like you should be caring for myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We benefit from what friends offer us, but in order in order for them to offer we have to be willing to take you know so Mm. i feel like in situations where i'm on the taking end of something i tend to feel like i'm too much but if i'm in a situation like um like a familial role like a like a mom i'm supposed to be giving Mm -hmm. and so when i'm when i'm giving i when i'm in the in the role of giving i never feel good enough yeah marriage you know you're supposed to be that's the ultimate yeah. fuckery because yeah, it's, you're supposed, you're to, be supposed to be giving and, and taking. Like, right. yeah. so in that relationship, and I think that brings us back to like where, what started this all is like, I in this situation, dating in in romantic relationships, I feel both, mm-hmm. and that mm. is intense yeah. to feel. Yeah. yeah, when you're talking about trying to have romantic relationships, yeah, because you're supposed to be able to give and take so it's a lot to yeah. feel like too much and not enough yeah mm-hmm. all yeah. at the same time yeah yeah what i found with dating is that it tends to be a mirror to show me like where where i have work to do mm-hmm. it, so far dating has been like an opportunity for me to like see what am I actually perceiving here? Mm. And, and, and also I think this is where you come into like just being able to like have a soundboard of like, this is what I am taking from this situation. And then having somebody else who doesn't have their feelings in the situation, but cares for me ultimately to be able to say, interesting. Why do you feel like this? Why do you feel like that? You do yeah. this to me all the time right. too. But it's unique because you do this to me, but then I get to do this to you. Right. Yeah. And and that yeah. is where it's like so... Unique. Yeah. Well, something that I think from like outsider's perspective that I feel is interesting is that it's all on like the same timeline, you yeah. know, like as a friendship. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think that like when you're so in sync with a friend, um, it can open up a really deep connection mm-hmm. that is so special between the two of you. Um, yeah. Because when I, when I was younger, uh, I had a I wasn't married. Um, cause in, you know, the state of Utah, if you're fucking not married by what, 18, yeah. you're like old. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. old. So silly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, most of my friends were married and there was just one of the others. Yo, shout out to Carly. Okay. <laughs> my girl. And she lived similar. Like we like kind of had like these similar situations. Like everything felt so similar. We were in this like similar part of our life we were both single we were both living on our own we were both working our big time jobs we both had brand new cars and I think that like when you find somebody that's so synchronistic with you it like can be so helpful as you navigate something so scary like the dating world yeah so like what has that been like with you know this friendship that is so close and you have all of these like 
samesies. Yeah. What is it like as you navigate something that's so revealing as the dating world? Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is that, first of all, we've done a lot of trust building um, with honesty. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that I was actually very good at this. I think it was very much like I kept things in that would be embarrassing to say out loud. Um, and you and Annie would just say things. And, like, <laughs> and it would be funny and it would be fine. And like I would learn from it. And, and it like helped me feel more like, oh, I can I can actually say what I'm thinking. Or I can actually say what I'm feeling. And it's safe to do that mm, here. Yeah. And so I think we had built up a lot of that before we were divorced. Yeah. Right. And then now that we are, like, there is like a no holds bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, if there is, if there's anything that I think, like, whoa, you better slow your roll, girl. Like, <laughs> I say it. Yeah. And her, vice versa. Yeah. Right. And it's been so so helpful. And I think the other the other part of that is, um, I think there is, I think we regulate each other's nervous system, like. Mm. A lot. Like, we do a lot of regulating each other. For sure. And I think that that has been really, really beneficial. Because, I mean, I'm feeling feelings bigger than I've ever felt in my entire life. Like, not being with my kids is, like, a whole nother level oh, of, like, yeah. torture. Mm. It oh, is yeah. just torturous. I, anybody who knows me, like, I've said this to you, like, oh, yeah, it's just a really hard morning. I woke up without my kids. Like, that's just, like, what I'm going through, right? Um, and, and these feelings are bigger, than any feelings before. And so to have a safe place to like be able to say the things and cry with you, laugh with you, make a joke about motherhood, make a joke about how painful and how like it all of it helps regulate in a in a way that like, well, I've probably never been regulated before. And also, um, as an adult. Like Yeah. C- like consciously consenting to make like you don't have to do that for me. Like, my mom kind of has to do it for me, right? <laughs> there is kind of that obligation yeah. there, yeah. And she fulfills it, and that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but having somebody who doesn't have to, but who consents in to, like, helping me, like, in this crazy time mm. has just been really, really life-saving. I've experienced anxiety like I've never experienced before in my life. Um, and it's so nice to, like, get a polo from Taryn, like, at about the time that, like, I'm about to come unraveled, you know? Yeah. And Taryn pulls me this morning. She's like, hey, how you doing? I know it's the morning time and I know that's hard for you. And I was like, yeah, it is. I'm having a hard time. I think I'm going to be okay though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just, that's the kind of shit that, makes you feel like you're gonna be okay yeah i don't know why that's the shit that makes you feel like you're gonna be okay but that's it when someone's like hey i know it's the morning time i know it's hard for you how you doing well actually better now thank you so it's like that on every level like broken hearts anger silliness giddiness like all yeah it's like that with all of the big feelings. It's really fun. I don't know how people get divorced if they don't have a turn. Mm. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> like, I don't know how people do it. I'm going to talk some more. It's my podcast. <laughs> get over it. <laughs> and I 
forgot. It'll come back to me. I have another thought I want to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, you were going to say something. I yes, and I forgot what it was. Well, it you was were like, so good. divorce without a Terran. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's so good. You guys are so good at this job. <laughs> okay, what I was going to say was, I mean, the times that we spend together, I mean, I think... It is therapy on turbo. What are those things called? Testosterone. No, what are those things called? Hormones. Steroids? Steroids. <laughs> Did you say hemorrhoids? Testosterone. <laughs> no, no, steroids is the right word. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say steroids. You Asteroids? said hormones. 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 And testosterone. Testosterone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, anyways, what I think what we do... Like oh, you know what we do? Steroids. You know what we do? We find out. <laughs> How do we find out, Carissa? <laughs> we fuck around. <laughs> and then we find out. And I think that is what we do. I think we we wake up in the morning and we're like, you okay, bitch? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. You okay? And you're like, I'm okay. And we're like, okay. So then we go out into the world and we have these experiences. And then at nighttime, you come over to my house and we hang out at the island and we tell each other what we found out that day <laughs> from all the fucking around <laughs> and we're yeah. like okay okay i see i see how i found myself in this situation now that you mention it like that hmm, okay sure that tracks and i think it's really helpful it's so helpful i think what we do for each other, i mean <laughs> honestly I mean, I think we're we're fast tracking it. If there was a right way to do it, <laughs> well, but you no. did it. <laughs> yeah, move in next door to your bestie and just super process everything. Mm. Yeah, we are expediting our processing period. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that's what's happening. Yeah, right before your very eyes. <laughs> Voila! Yeah, butterfly. <laughs> I mean, I am 100% still in caterpillar mode. <laughs> I am still munching on those leaves. No way. Oh, way. No way. Just at a much quicker speed. No way. She's just I munching on you, turbo. I have seen you put <laughs> on your hormones. foot down. I have seen you put your foot down. Okay. Yeah, I think give yourself some credit on that transformation. Well, it's been really, yeah, it's been really helpful to, like, see each other in, uh, behave in ways that, like, aren't healthy, like, the most healthy for us, or, like, behave in ways that, like, are outside of our values. Yes. Um, and so to be able to witness those things and then be able to see, like, like, I see progress. She Mm. probably doesn't see her progress. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I yeah. see her progress because I'm not as emotionally lamented about whatever situation that she is. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, vice versa. Like, it's really, yeah, it's really helpful to have somebody. When Whenever she says something, it's just, like, really valid because she knows. Right. Yeah, we have a window into the process. <laughs> yeah. That most people don't have. Because I can see into your window. That's true. <laughs> yes. But you have seen into my window before. <laughs> and I was embarrassed. I should have shut the curtains. But you trust your neighbors. I do. 
To be clear, that wasn't code for I've seen her vagina, even though that's also technically true. <laughs> oh my god, okay, we've crossed so many like barriers. Like there's like okay. there, like I said earlier, there's no hold spot. Like yeah. if there's yeah. something that I think like okay, I'm gonna say it, and then also like well, we've just looked in the mirror naked together for a long time. <laughs> like <laughs> for okay, a long time. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, not going to be in the podcast, but. <laughs> She was smacking it. I was bent it. over. I was bent over looking at you. Pull your underwear to the side. And I'm like. Oh, she that? stared straight at my pubic hair. Good. Straight at it. Good. And not I only that. over to get yeah. a good look. And not only oh that, God. but she helped me put on my lingerie and jiggled and smacked my ass many yeah. many times yeah was she like, was she just kept going she was like okay i see the appeal <laughs> <laughs> she's like this is the stuff men yeah. want guys <laughs> yeah it is, like, it is like having like a hype girl on the next level yeah. and i mean i can say the exact same thing to you because it wasn't but a few days earlier from your man friend that my man friend yeah was over here. Yes. And the roles were reversed. Yes. You got to see me play out yeah. in that relationship. Yeah. And offer feedback. Yeah. On that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you what. This only works because the trust. Right. This only works because of trust. Right. Yeah. Because it can be brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. To hear yeah. someone just call you out on your stuff. It is so okay. uncomfortable. Maybe we should share that then. Like, okay. how did we build that level of trust between us? Mm. Like, how can how can other people... Because I don't think we're special. Like, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. I fucking love us. But mm-hmm. I think that so many other people could experience yeah. very similar relationships. Yeah. So like how how does how does someone how how have we done that? I don't even know. Well, the only thing that I really that I have taken note of is I feel like Annie's done a lot of teaching. Like for example, with Marco Polo, mm-hmm. uh, that's where we mostly communicate. And Annie has been very like she has said like, I will get to your Marcos when I'm available. But, like, just because I'm not listening when while you're saying it doesn't mean that's not important to me. And so I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, because she's very honest about everything and she's boundaried, I've witnessed, like, the benefits from that. Yeah. And so then I'm like, okay, I think I want to try to apply some of those same tactics. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think a lot of it has been in it's, – it's been in the moments where we, like, say – Oh, okay. Okay. I know. I know what it is. Okay. So we have so much that we relate on outside of our friendship. It's been in the moments where our friendship has been like the point of pain Mm. that we've said like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm not enough. Or like, oh my gosh, I feel like this. Or like, I mean, Annie says all the time, like, I think you guys feel obligated to be my friend. Yeah. And it's in those moments where like... I don't know. I think there's something about like the calling it out as it's happening and then the repairs that can be made immediately 
Yeah. Instead of like a festering wound. There's no festering wounds in our relationship because the second we have like, I don't know. I don't know how we did it. I don't know. What do you think? Brutal honesty is really all I was going to say. I think, but I'm wondering how we got to the point where we felt we could be brutally honest with each other. Hmm. I think it took a lot of practice. Yeah. I can think back to all the times one of us was apologizing for something or like we would all kind of tiptoe, but then we would all be like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. But we all needed to rehearse that over and over. Like there were so many different points throughout our friendships that each one of us took turns being like, oh, sorry. Like, yeah. And we all had to be like, um, why? Yeah. Like, why are you sorry? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we all just gave each other permission to take up space. Mm. But we all needed that to be said to yeah. us. Yeah. And we needed to see that that was true in lots of different ser- scenarios and situations. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that. Like, being able to show up in so many different ways with both of you and know that that still applies. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I can still take up space. Yeah. At least for me, because that's a big thing for me is, like, I feel like I can't take up space. Yeah. But maybe for you, it it was something different that Annie and I were able to show you. Oh, it's that I'm so naturally taking up too much space, I should try to take up less oh (laughs) yeah okay i yeah just naturally like i just show up and like things are too big you need to bring that energy down and so okay so but did we make you feel like you didn't have to do that yeah okay yeah you guys made me feel like love like you made me see like the good parts about that okay yeah or, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was just like, oh, no matter, like, sometimes I come with a lot of energy and sometimes I come really emotional. Yeah. And that's okay. And I mean, I, I can't speak for Annie, but it seems like hopefully we're showing her yeah. that she's not a burden. Yeah. Um, That she doesn't need to always be offering us something. Yeah. To be valued and wanted. Yeah. As a friend. Yeah. Dude, if there was ever anybody who was easy to love. It's Annie. It's Annie. I love Annie. Annie is easy to love. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can't even help it. No, that bitch thinks she's not. And she <laughs> is so fucking lovable. Yeah. Her little meow, meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> lovingly pulls her yeah. hands to her heart <laughs> like a Disney princess. <laughs> that was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Okay, sorry, I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I feel like I'm seeing something. Um, because you said, how do you think that people can build trust within friendships? I think that something that I'm seeing and that you guys are kind of rotating around is friends who like investing in people and spaces who um meet you in the dark Mm. and also celebrate with you in the light and I I think that like yeah 
allowing, um, and I think we kind of build trust one by one. Um, I think friendships always need to consist of threes because you have the person who is the quote unquote fuck up, the person who just fucks around and just does whatever. We call her unhinged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You have the unhinged, you have the absolute caretaker, the one who knows all the plans, who knows all of the things and has the stuff. And then you have the other that's a little bit kind of in control and then is also willing to fuck around sometimes. (laughs) And I think that that is is like how... So I feel like um, they don't just happen overnight, right? You don't just have this like crazy trusting friendship. But I think it's a little bit... So like you... um, mentioned like sharing all of your most vulnerable parts of yourself even like your your naked self right yeah and I think it starts with somebody being like I don't know my boob kind of looks weird people you guys look at it (laughs) and then it's like and then it's like yeah I will willingly look at your boob and we just laugh at that because that feels really scary and it's like so hard but then some somebody's like well, then look at my boob. <laughs> and I think that, like, these women, like, these deep friendships are built because somebody shares a piece of vulnerability. Yes. And then it's met instead of judged. Like, um, mm. because, like, okay, you're like, oh, my God, I lost my virginity. And you have a room full of people who are like, what? You know immediately to yeah. shut down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know immediately oh, yeah. to not speak, right? But the friendships that say, hey, are you doing okay? How was that experience for you? Then that opens up and, and and you start to build on that because I think it takes somebody having an act of vulnerability, it being held and supported, mm-hmm. and then returned. Yeah. And I think you create these reciprocal friendships and you experiment with these small things. A little secret, a body part, a, a long desire. And then it builds and it's like, wow, actually I am contemplating terrible thoughts inside of my mind right now. I need help. Mm-hmm. And those friendships don't just happen overnight, but I think that's how you build trust. Yeah. That like spinning back and forth. And I see that you guys have done that. Yeah. Well, shoot, you guys, I'm sorry. It looks like you gotta be vulnerable. Yeah. 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 And yeah. sometimes you'll be met with it, and Wait. sometimes you won't. Yeah. yeah, and you have to receive. You have to and receive. And you have to yeah. be a good friend. In order to have good friends, you have to be a good friend. Oh, shoot. If you want loyal people in your life, you have to be loyal. And you have to be open, right? It's like this, um, <clears throat> it's 100% percent, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah. Like it is yeah. 100%. Yeah. In because, every way. And you have to because it's like, if you're looking for that deep raw, raw, you have to be willing to go raw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I think shoot. so many people want that without it. And oh, I know yeah. I do. That's oh, like, yeah. I have a hard time with that. Yeah. I want, I want you to show your vulnerability way before I yeah. do dive into mine. Yeah. That's so much easier. Like, yeah. but I think that with friendships, you kind of start to build that. And so I think that if you are questioning and you're desiring like a deeper friendship, I think that it's looking at what you desire and then emulating those things. Like, do yeah. you desire to talk about really deep, hard things? Um, 
what's your capacity of talking about your own? You know, can you share? Yeah. Can you open and, and start that? I really liked what you said about like receiving mm-hmm. that that is a lot more vulnerable for me mm-hmm. than giving mm-hmm. I oh. think it is for all three of us yeah I think all three of us would we would yeah. easily lay down our lives for the other person and vehemently resist someone laying down their life for us <laughs> um I would be drowning in the water and I would be like hey um just it's totally cool but like if you wanted to if it wasn't too much of an inconvenience <laughs> yeah. like you could you could save me but seriously yeah. like if it's any bit out of your way yeah. don't sweat it it's I got cool it. i'll just paddle let's doggy yeah. paddle to shore even though the waves are taking me further out yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah but what's <laughs> funny is like we know so like there have been situations where like me and annie are like oh my god taryn's drowning yeah. And so we like we make you receive rally the troops, yeah. Yeah. And so like I think and you guys do the same for me. I am so resistant. I was the very last one to be like, yeah, I think I could use some help. <laughs> you are the hostess with the mostess. It's true. It was so hard for me to like do accept you guys' help. <clears throat> it it made me question my entire identity, right? Like, okay, well, if I'm not performing for them and if I actually need something, then mm. they might not like me as much. Right. And so without that value, I could lose this friendship. Mm-hmm. And so what... But I've been shown the opposite, that, like, I am deserving of receiving And you know and what? Help. N- nothing has been more healing for me coming out of ending a relationship than to have you there to help me with that. Like to go from this relationship where you're not sure what your worth is or if you actually matter, like you've been such a healing balm for me because it's like, Oh wow. No, no, no. I don't have this wrong and I'm making the right decision by ending this relationship. Mm-hmm. And you are proof of that like every day. <laughs> Tis my honor. <laughs> this okay. is a deal. When we were at Annie's wedding and yeah. Annie's wedding was quite an event. <laughs> we had we were both like in the throes of divorce. Oh, yeah. And our best friend is getting remarried. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what a trip. It was, like, it was insane to celebrate the opening of a chapter while mourning the... The closing. The closing of my same, that chapter. Yeah. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And so it was was very interesting. But we had to give speeches at her wedding, which I didn't think I was going to have to. We, Annie, we freaking panicked girl yes yeah i did not want to let her down but if whatever i said i remember what i said but from whatever i said there was a guy in who was also another wedding guest and he came up to me afterwards and he was like i can tell you guys have healed together Mm -hmm. and friendships that heal together like that's just something else and i'm like yeah we have and i think that that is i mean in so many 
in so many ways we have healed together and so that is I think that's the gift of the vulnerability that you express Mm. you then receive um healing from trauma that you can only do so in safe attachments yeah 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 and it's an honor to heal with you alongside you in this new chapter yeah i feel like we all brought each other a lot of healing in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and annie freaking pioneered and you i hate that word um annie freaking paved the way for yeah. us yeah and now we get to walk this path together yeah and it's really cool to see us now heal in this totally different way yeah than how we were healing when we met yeah Mm-hmm. I love you, bitch. <laughs> I love you, bitch. I love you, bitch. <laughs> I sang that song so loud to her at the concert. <laughs> so loud. Yeah.